Blog Talk Radio. which is, and I am your host, Raina Starr. So let's get some business out of the way first. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might upset you, this may not be the show for you. But I think it'll be a good time. I'm fun. I'm a very good time. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison, Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. Lotions, potions, candles, oils, poppets, all kinds of spell jars, all kinds of good mojo, all kinds of great witching stuff. And, of course, you can pick up Dorothy's books and, of course, my favorite book by her, Utterly Wicked, the best hexing book I've ever read personal opinion, of course, however. So don't forget to check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. All right, y'all. Special treat tonight. This lady and I have been friends for a little bit, and she agreed to come on the show. And we are having tonight Miss Azure West, documentarian, Girl Friday, lady around town, traveler extraordinaire, my buddy, Hey, Azure. What's up, baby? Hey, thanks for having me, Raina. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Yay! I've wanted you to come on for a while. We planned this a long time ago. Can you believe it? We were like (laughs) mid-pandemic, we we were talking about you coming on. Oh, my gosh. So much time has passed. It's insane. So, Hey, <laughs> I can't wait for people to like, I know, I can't wait for people to get to know you because, I mean, I thought you were a hoot and a holler from the first time we ever spoke, and I'm like, she'd be fun. Now, when we've actually planned this, this was before you were, you were even working on a documentary, isn't that right? Yes, I was trying to remember when uh, when we went ahead, we crossed paths, and I want to say it was around this time last year. Um, and and uh-huh. like I said, you know, we went into the, the pandemic and had some, you know, like ships in the night going on. But like you know, this this worked out <laughs> perfectly, and and I'm I like I said, yeah. I'm so excited to be here. And obviously, quite a bit has passed. Quite a bit of stuff is going on. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, so I have to ask, um, how has how have things been for you during the – see, I don't want to say the pandemic end because it's really not over in my opinion. I feel like, right. you know, folks still need to exercise a lot of caution. There's this new variant. I'm kind of like – a little bit terrified of being too optimistic. You know, a lot of conventions were down again this year as they were last year. And I'm just like, 
I hope everything's going to be okay because there's so many places I want to go and people I want to talk to. And I'm kind of scared to be too optimistic the more I hear about this Delta variant situation. What's it like in your neck of the woods? So Texas, oh, Texas is Texas. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and leave it at that. You know, I, right. I, you know, was was very much, you know, all about, you know, trying to, you know, getting vaccinated. My fiance has type one diabetes, and you know, we, that's what we we chose to do. Obviously, um, you know, sure. I did do a lot of traveling um, during, you know, during the pandemic, and I, much to the chagrin of, of a lot of people, um, my biggest. You know, my grandmother was a nurse for decades, and you know, so uh-huh. having a lot of uh, medical just with being in a medical household. But it was like I said, everything was you know, um, hand sanitizer, double masking, um, you know, washing clothes, you know, shoes outside, um, yeah. you know, did, yeah. did you know whatever I could do to go ahead and prevent things. Uh-huh. Um, but it was you know, I, I we we've gotten through it, um, and it's it's been uh, a, you know. It's been tough, you know. It's it's hard, and it's hard sure. to see people who have gone through, um, you know, homelessness, joblessness, uh, food insecurities, how, you know, housing insecurities, and um, you know, I, being a documentarian is is not my full time job. I'm lucky that I have a lucrative career that I was able to help, you know, my friends out and say, you know, I don't have money for going to the doctor or food. Is it going to the doctor or is it food? I'm like, here's fifty bucks. Don't pay me back. Just go. You know, and I, I, I'm yeah, lucky that I was able awesome. to do that. But I'm also lucky to go sure. ahead and pursue, you know, the different, um, the the documentary pieces that I wanted to do, um, in in the meantime, mm-hmm. you know, and that was that was. That was like Aladdin, girl. It was it was a whole new world, a whole new world. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So tell me first before we get into like all the stuff about becoming a documenter documentarian sorry long day um, i do the same thing you know tell tell me how you got to this point like I, it's not i i've never heard anybody say you know well when i was a little girl i wanted to create documentaries i mean you know you're you're very well known in the tuatha uh dia circle um you're with them a lot i know you you're like a um, an assistant, as it were, is that appropriate to say? Um, yeah, tribute to to uh, you know helping them do what they need to do. I mean, what's that like? I mean, you must have spent a lot of time on the road. Yeah, we. So I went ahead and I met um, the the Tawatha crew um, in uh, it was uh, Beltane at Council Magical Arts. They're actually going to be at our Samhain, and I say our because it's my home festival. So shout out to them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I met there them in 2014 at their Beltane. Yeah, mm-hmm. Beltane, and I was taking over the uh, entertainment coordinator position, and um, I just thought, okay, this is going to be fine. I I have you know the I'm just going to be you know kind of co co-producing this with because they weren't going to you know the the person before me was just like I'm not going to leave you in you know sharks 
dusted water. I'm going to be right there. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go ahead and I get there. And, um, you know, they had been around about two or three years prior to getting to CMA. So, um, uh-huh. you know, they, they ended up in Canada with Ginger Doss and Linda Millard. Uh-huh. And, uh, yep. you know, I, and I will go ahead and give out a shout, a shout out to them because I would not be here talking to you if it wasn't for Ginger and Linda and Suge and Darwin all saying, you know, me being entertainment behind the scenes. And I'm going, man, yeah. I don't know if I'm doing this right. And they're like, Darwin, you're doing the best you can. So I go ahead yeah. and I'm used to, you know, solo acts, duos, maybe three piece or more, you know. But when I <laughs> and I looked up and I was like, there are eight of these motherfuckers. And I say this with love. Hey, I'm running 
I'm running on three hours of sleep right now. Or, you know, and again, sure. it's always my choice. Every time, you know, every time I have gone out, um, you know, it's like I don't, I don't get paid to go with them. I don't, you know, I'm not on to watch the payroll. It's just something that um, I, I don't know. Like I said, it was just this weird conglomeration of me just every time I was able to go out and, and be with them, you know, that was, that was the case. Sure. And um, yeah. it's been, it's been fun it's and it's been love. great. I've seen, I've seen a lot. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It's for love. It's for love. It's for music. It's for, you know, listen, I'm married to a touring musician. My husband was on the road many, many years. And, um, you know, I've, I've gone on tour with him, and I, I'll be honest with you, I fucking hate it. I don't like touring. I don't like being on the road. I don't like being in a different city and not knowing where I'm waking up. I, I, I can't fucking stand it. I don't know how people do it. It sounds, listen, it's, when you're in your 20s, it sounds fucking exciting, but I lived that life. And that life is hard, and I, I have, I mean, more power to them because, and, and two for love, two for love right now. We, we didn't even give the band a shout-out. Hey, Tawathas, we love you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it. I did it, and I couldn't do it. I just was like, you know yeah. what? Um, this is not my kind of situation. This is not my deal. I appreciate what y'all do. Um, this is why I did not stay in music. I was a singer in the previous life, and I'm like, no, that whole road shit, mm-mm, that ain't for me. And I, I give big props to anybody who can do it because that's hard. That is a hard life. It is an expensive life. When you're in a big band like that, and you're like, you know, if you're the leader of that band or leaders of that band and you have all those people to be concerned about and getting everybody fed and taken care of, this is why live music, and I'm sorry, I know I'm going into a live music rant, but it's kind of important. Please support live acts. Live acts yes. need support. Sometimes that gig that you're attending, that is how those people are eating that night. Please give love to bands. Bands need it. Bands got screwed yep. when, when Napster happened. Bands got screwed when streaming happened. A lot of folks, even well-known folks, like quote-unquote famous folks, lost a lot of money um, with pirating and all that kind of craziness. Please, 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 just please give love to live bands. It's so important. They need it. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah. Had to do that commercial no. because, I, like I said, married to a touring musician. I have been the sole breadwinner in, in – I've been married three times. I've been the sole breadwinner in three of them uh, at different times. Yeah. Currently not. Thanks yeah. to the gods. Um, you know, but in the beginning – Man, it's it's rough. It's rough. It's yeah. rough. So many yeah. blessings upon those who still have the heart to perform live. And there's honestly nothing as exciting as a live performance. And I'm very appreciative when I get to see it, which isn't often because I'm doing this thing, which I also love. But all right, enough about that. Let's talk about you getting to be a documentarian. How does that even happen? 
Talk to me. So <laughs> um, those that know me will say, okay, this, this tracks. This is something that, you know, Azure wakes up one day and says, I think I'm going to do this. And I, I, I literally, I mean, it's one of those things where, I have the hardest time, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to follow these directions. Like if I have to build something, I'm throwing, it, I, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I'm like, I'm just going to build it. It's fine. I don't need directions. And so, you know, there was, and, and it shows in my, in, in the, the first and only documentary that I have out right now that, you know, there's different camera angles I could have done. There's different equipment I could have had, different things like that. But even, you know, with that, there is, about three, like it's over like 320 views i know like don't talk to me i'm famous right <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where i'm sorry it is one of those oh, things where show. what are you talking about i'm blessed you're even here i know it i'm not stupid <laughs> it, it, it's an, it was it was a great a great time and i guess really what had happened was there was uh it all started writing for the wild hunt and again you know super big shout out to to wild hunt and my wild hunt family um you know the the, the online publication that has you know i've, I've presented my my harebrained ideas to them about the, these videos and and the whole document documentarian uh ideas and whatnot and they have been you know beyond supportive between you know start with monte and and Manny and you know Stacy. I mean, I have a huge, um, a huge support system, you know. And yeah. so when I decided to go ahead and write for Star, who again I met, you know, through through Tawatha, um, there sure. was Austin Witch Fest, and I said, "Do you want me to go cover this?" And like, you know, that was that was the beginning of the end. So I, and, and <laughs> Rena, I I hate writing I hate writing with passion and so I'm sitting here and I'm writing these articles and they're taking me like six or seven hours for you know just uh, like these tiny articles and I just kind of go well maybe there's something that I feel a little bit more passionate about that I can go ahead and I can get behind and then how they yeah. you know turned into so I have um some brothers and sisters in New Orleans, um, my my OTO brothers and sisters, my fel- my Felimic brothers and yes. sisters at Alambradas Oasis yes. in New Orleans. Uh-huh. So they yeah. go ahead and have a crew what thou wilt, and they run with some of the different Mardi Gras parades. And uh-huh. I, again, was seeing the Mardi Gras, you know, being um, – Obviously, that wasn't happening, you know, uh, this year or so sure. they thought, because sure. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah. But, you know, I thought, well, what if I did some kind of documentary about what Mardi Gras is doing this year in the face of COVID? And um, I'm sure, you know, it's like, again, they're like going, we don't want any tourists. And I'm there going, hey, I've got a camera. And <laughs> but we go ahead and, and I wanted to interview you know, my Thelemic brothers and sisters, you know, first and foremost, and then everything else just kind of came into perspective. Um, Ida Vihisari, um, she's from Blooming Rock Film and Video. She um, met up with me and gave her perspective. She's doing a 
documentary that will be out, um, uh, you know, uh, next year um, with, uh-huh. again, with, with Mardi Gras. And then I got a chance to speak to uh, Megan Boudreaux, who was kind of the brainchild of the Yardi Gras or porch floats and different things that you, you kind of yeah. saw manifest out of just being yep. safe. And it was, it was amazing. And then, you know, we were, um, we had a, a, and I always have to say it like this, three-hour tour with uh, Jody Boudreau, <laughs> um, who was out of, um, she was a rickshaw. And I swear, if this woman is yeah. 65 years old, toting my fat ass around with my fiance. Uh, <laughs> she was well, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So I was like, if I can go ahead and do that, when I get to, anyway, so we went around the garden district and saw a lot of the different uh-huh. um, house floats. And it was it was just phenomenal to see that even, you know, it, it, it's obviously, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crap time. People are dying. Louisiana, you know, was hit extremely hard. You know, I mean, everyone was hit, but in Louisiana in particular. And um, sure. so it was interesting just Absolutely. to see this. So I almost got arrested Mardi Gras day. <laughs> what? I am. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. So I decided, do? yeah, I just, I decided, I started talking crap to a cop, which don't do this. Don't do this at home, kids. Um, we, I, I decided that I was going to, to go down um, on Mardi Gras day. We couldn't get home. We could not get home to Dallas from Louisiana because of the freeze. There was just no way. So um, we, oh, shucks darn, had to stay a little bit longer. And I was, you know, there for, there for Mardi Gras Day. And, you know, Bourbon was a ghost town. And um, the LaToya Cantrell, the mayor, was like, you know, everything shut down. You know, quarter shuts down at this, this, and this, and this. And just this long line of, of rules and regulations. Now, I go ahead and I start, you know, making my way down there, and they did not have anything. Like I said, Bourbon was a ghost town. They moved everything down a couple streets onto rail, and there, and I've got, like I said, I've got, you know, this going on with uh, with the, the documentary. There's a piece of this, but I ducked into the Vampire Cafe after making my way down to, like, this guy had a huge setup with speakers and just playing music, and there was a, a lot of people who were congregating around this area. And I'm like, okay, this is great, you know, got got some film and stuff. And I was like, I was hungry. So I ducked in the Vampire Cafe, and all of a sudden, silence. And they started getting louder and louder and louder. And by the time I had gone ahead and got done with my meal and got outside, they had walked off that whole section, that whole block right there. And there was, wow. a, you know, like Louisiana State Troopers, um, LAPD, um, just uh, all, all kinds of, or New Orleans PD, and um, just just different, like any kind of, um, out, you know, outfit that you can imagine. They were, they were right there, and there was a lot of them. Now, again, I have my, my camera up, and I'm sitting here, and I'm filming, and um, one of the officers is telling me that I need to stop. And I have, <laughs> I have my wild hunt press pass. Like that's going to do a lot of good. And um, you know, the, the officer basically says, you know, um, he doesn't give 
you know, a, a flying fuck about what I've got around my neck and tells me to shut it down. And that's when I proceeded to start talking smack. And then I remembered that my attorney is in Texas and uh, need to just calm it down. <laughs> Right. You know, it was it was it was an adventure, but yeah, they went ahead and shut everything down, and I really thought, man, I was at the the right place at the right time with all of that, because you know that was just an illustration of what was going on during that time. Like they wanted to have that tourist income, but they were telling the residents that you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that. Um, And so it was a a real real conflicting information um, that that was going on during that time. So I'm I'm really lucky that I was able to be there and and get the the information that I did and the perspectives that I did. But um, it just prompted me to, everyone says, what's going to be your next one? What's going to be your next one? And I was like, this one almost made this one almost broke me because I was sitting here trying to get <laughs> wow. edited and everything. So you know, uh-huh. I took a little bit of a break and took some suggestions. And obviously, yeah. like um, you know, I was on the road. <laughs> like that's that's what Tawasa made me made me tough. It was like I was on the road for three weeks <laughs> getting uh, interviews wow. and everything for the next documentary, um, which we're looking mm-hmm. at a release in uh, late September, we're thinking Maybon, um, and then go ahead and, and release one every uh, every Sunday or so. We're still working on that. You know, I'll talk to the, the publication. But we're, we're really excited and um, the amount of footage that I got and the different perspectives on this is again, just it's, it's just amazing. And I, I, like I said, I find myself extremely blessed with the amount of people that I have around me that are willing to share their experiences. So tell everybody what the documentary is. I will do that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it is called, <laughs> that would be helpful. Um, so it is called Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, going on. Like, I just started a new job. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit loopy. So it is called Mountain to Swamp, Medicine and Magic. And what the the premise of it is that I have got, you know, everybody from, you know, uh, an Appalachian standpoint and the folk magic that comes from there and the root workings and the just the – um, the, the different traditions, you know, all the way down to the swamp in Texas, Louisiana. And um, wow. I went ahead and I, I first started off with uh, Star Cassis, who is in um, the Houston area, Mama Star. And um, yeah. she had, she told me, <laughs> no pressure, Azure. Um, she said, well, this is the first documentary or the first time I've ever been filmed. People have wanted to film me, but I've never been filmed before. And I was like, uh, like my nerves went from zero to 60. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. But we had the best time. She's got a shop in, in like I said, in the Houston area. And um, mm-hmm. she was gracious enough to let me into her home and see her prayer house. So we've got footage of wow. that, and yeah, and wow. just talks about you know her her 
growing up with her, the different practices and where she learned them from. And it was, like I said, it was humbling. And she's just, she's so much fun. She is so, and she's so, she's so real. You know, it's, it's what you see is what you get. And uh, like I said, I mean, I, I feel like she's got a, a huge heart of gold and um, really is, is wanting to help, you know, people and, and whatnot. So that was, yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first interview. And then um, I was able to, I was really lucky that I got a, a interview just down the road from me with uh, Charles Porterfield, Professor Charles Porterfield. Oh. And again, another, yeah, hoodoo root worker. Um, and then, you know, he yeah. had obviously given me more more names. And I don't know, Raina, I mean, we might have more more series because, again, we had gone ahead and we had talked about this, and I said, well, I've got a lot of people that I want to interview. So we decided to uh-huh. go ahead and, you know, make these a half an hour, 45-minute series. And, again, like, you know, I, I you know, I, well, I think, have you met Tony Kale before? Sure. Yeah, one time. He, I got I had the pleasure of his yeah. company one time. Yeah, he's lovely. Yeah, he's yeah. a really, really he awesome is. person. Yeah. He is. Yeah, we went ahead and uh, met at the uh, Schwab building in Memphis. And, um, uh-huh. you know, we, we wouldn't have dinner afterwards. But, you know, we had we had a great time. And then, like I said, I've got, you know, a couple more um, uh, interviews that I had over, you know, with, with my Appalachia, <laughs> my Appalachia ladies. And, like I said, yeah. it just turned out to be an amazing um, experience, you know, and I've got a lot, a lot of editing in front of me, but it's just, it's just fun, you know, to, to put it all together. It's like a puzzle. I do. I do have a couple of questions though. And, and like, okay. So first question, how did you decide on, how did you decide on the subject matter? I mean, is this something that was in your family or is this something that you've always been curious about or like how did how did you come to want to do a documentary about this particular type of magic? So the and, and it's it's funny you say because there's you know when you talk about family um and I, I, I did talk to, to Star about that. She kind of helped me put put a put a, a cap on what you know I was kind of conflicted about with with my family's magic, but it was mm-hmm. one of those situations where a friend had said I have a, a friend that does this kind of medicine, you know, plant medicine, and this and that, and then I just kind of it snowballed into something. Mm-hmm. Now, um, my my maternal you know, my, my maternal grandfather is Romani. And so, you know, there is, yeah, there's a lot of stigma that still kind of goes around in that. And um, there's a lot of different family, uh, family magic that my aunt Lavinia would just, you know, come down from Colorado and wring my neck if I, you know, was, was, giving this information out because she holds it very close to her chest. And I understand that, and that's fine. But I was talking to um, Sarcassus about this, and I said, you know, I don't know how to kind of – and she says, well, it's it's kind of like putting it under the conjure umbrella. And I said, that is, that is great. That is wonderful. 
So, you know, I, I, I walked away with a new perspective on that. But when I was, I think it was back in 2010, and I was still in Houston, and I had mm-hmm. actually caught, like, crossed Star's Path a couple of times um, in some of the different magic shops that were in the area that are no longer there. Um, and that was, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, a, a couple people who were um, Louisiana, you know, the family was from Louisiana, and I had never heard of hoodoo, because I'm, you know, I'm a Pacific Northwest girl, so um, I'd been down in the Houston area about 10 years, <laughs> and I heard all of this, and I thought, you know, that it was it was really interesting. Um, again, the the origins and the the resilience, I feel, you know, that, that has come from the from you know enslaved people coming over and saying you know and then the indigenous people saying well you know we have this here in in this environment or in this area of the world um that may go ahead and be a substitute for where you know you came from in Africa and they just worked with that and they worked with whatever they could have because you know nobody had money you know <laughs> so um, sure. The hand in hand, you know, working together to preserve those kind of traditions and that medicine and that practice, um, it just it just gives me chills and, and goosebumps to 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 think about how that resilience was there and and so that is another you know part of the story that just it's you know that that human interest part of it where you have yeah. people who were you know, when I talked with Tony, there were some, you know, a lot yeah. of people who um, had a hard time, um, even, you know, even in Memphis. And there were doctors that were, um, you know, trying to to help different people and, and, and have different med- uh, medical um, attention for medicine, different things like that. And it's just, it's yeah. a really broad subject. And the, mm-hmm. the the thing that I hope for is that I went ahead and I, I gave it, you know, the the truth of it, the the best synopsis that I could, you know, and and honored this, you know, these traditions the best way I could, you know, because I'm I'm just you know going ahead and gathering the information and presenting it, um, but doing it like I said with with you know this this um, yearn <laughs> to just present it in in the best way possible you know, and get that information out right. there and get all the, yeah, that knowledge and, and pass it down because it's important. It is. And, you know, I think there are a lot of misconceptions when you talk about folk magic and conjure work. I think people who are not, you know, part of our community Think of it negatively, you know, bad cinema um, throws a lot of negativity, you know. And it's not just the depiction of witches per se. Um, You know, there are a lot of serious ceremonies that Hollywood picks up and bastardizes and, you know, changes the meaning and intention of, and I'm not going to give credence to any particular film, um, just because I I don't want to do that. I think, you know, magic in and of itself gets a bad rap. Magic practitioners get a much worse rap. And um, did you discover that that you had some misconceptions that were 
um, basically rectified by any of your conversations? You know, I I try to maintain such an open mind, not so open that my mind, you know, my brain just falls out. <laughs> but it's just to the point where it's like I walk into a situation and if any if, if I've learned anything, you know, in my younger years, walking into a situation and just shut up and be a raven. Just listen. You know, if you, if it is something that you are not um, familiar with or you have questions with, you know, ask, ask in a, in a polite way, you know, um, and, and in a sincere, you know, the seeker way. But there, um, I, I was, like I said, I was really fortunate that I had a couple really good friends at the time that were, you know, that, that were, were practicing hoodoo and, um, and some, some different root work. And it was, um, not a lot of misconceptions as much as it was some of missing pieces. So I was able ah. to kind of add to my knowledge, you know, through speaking with, um, you know, and, and add to my knowledge with, with the Appalachian folk magic too. You know, that's a whole, um, obviously it's like, you know, there's, there's similarities with, with again, like uh, folk magic root work and different things, but man, I mean, a whole, a whole broadened horizon of just knowledge being, you know, given to me and um, just opening my eyes. And so, like I said, not not misconceptions, but man, there was a lot of of missing pieces that I was able to to put together. And I still don't know all of it. You know, I'm 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 hungry for more. <laughs> you know, I, I just wanted to go ahead. Oh, that's anybody awesome. that, you know, wants to yeah, that wants to talk to me. And I think that, you know, that's, that's with any kind of, of magic or anything that that you want to, that you take seriously and you want to be a student of, you know, don't, don't stop learning. Don't think that you know everything because God, you know, that's when you just want, uh, no. <laughs> you're not going to learn everything. You just need to, to go ahead and take it seriously and, and seek that out. And um, it's just, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to go ahead and, and see what, what's, yeah. what's transpired and how I've grown. Oh, absolutely. And I love what you said about, you know, you'll never learn it all. As somebody who, you know, has a lot of authors on, I own all the books that I will never be able to read all of before I am dead. Um, but there is something lasting to me about film. There's something lasting to me about books that, these things are are preserved and our history is maintained. Because when I was coming up, and folks have heard me say this 9,000 fucking times, but it's the truth. When I was coming up, there were a handful of authors. There were a handful Mm -hmm. of resources, and we didn't have the Internet. And we didn't have, you know, I mean, if you were lucky enough to find books about magic, um, they were very few and far between. And I lived in the city, and, you know, I had access to whatever was there. There just wasn't a lot of it at the time. So the fact that, you know, you're doing things that preserve, you know, uh, histories, you know, not just mine, but somebody that I know nothing about that I could learn a lot from. So it's a valuable thing that you're doing. But I wanted to ask you, how hard was it to ask people to 
be in a documentary because my assumption is people gave of their time freely, willingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was mm-hmm. it, was it difficult to get some people to talk? And the other question I had was, uh, was there anybody you wanted to speak with that you couldn't speak with? So I, I'll answer the 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 first the, the second question first <laughs> because I really okay. do you know I, I'm I'm hoping that you know I've got about it might be um, between five to seven interviews that that I have by the time I go ahead and I get everything said and done because I, I may have um, a couple more before you know everything rolls out. But I mean, I, I I wanted to go to Cal. Like like Charles, um, you know, Professor Porterfield. He went ahead and gave me a long list of folks, you know, to go ahead and and talk with. And there's just, I mean, if if this comes out and and it opens the door to go ahead and become like a, a running thing, I'm all I'm all about it. And I will, you know, I yeah. will travel. And and um, with my my trusty little black Vita bug, you know, <laughs> Wednesday Wednesdays for all of this. <laughs> but she um, yeah, you know, she takes me where I where I need to go. And so if something opens up or somebody you know goes ahead and says, hey, you know, I, I I'd like to go ahead and 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 meet with you and and give you my um, you know, talk about my knowledge and my perceptions and, and different things like that. I mean, it's it really is, you know, the, the possibilities and this, I don't think that this is going to be a closed door, you know, anytime soon. Um, if it's got, you know, if it's got the gas, I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off. And, and anybody that, you know, is, is, you know, knowledgeable in the subject and wants to go ahead and, and share that, um, you know, I, I'd be honored to, to do that. So, um, again, you know, we'll just go ahead and we'll kind of keep it open-ended and, and go from there. Um, but as far as the, um, the first question, holy crap, my mind just went, <laughs> I have an Aquarius mood. I'm sorry. It just went right up my, my, <laughs> my head. No, no, you're fine. The first, the, the, do you remember the first question or do you need me to rem- no. remind you? <laughs> Please, I'm so sorry, goodness. So the first question, okay, so the first question, okay, so um, was, so I answered the second question about who I would love to go ahead and, and interview, and like I said, that's anybody and everybody, but I, um, what was the, the question that you, you posed beforehand? Right, the first question was, how difficult was it to get people to want to give you their time, especially people who you didn't know before this. I mean, was that easy? Did everyone have a previous introduction to you? Or how did that work? Because, you know, as somebody who who has a talk show for a living, which I do, um, you know, sometimes you find that people, for the most part, are very happy to talk, but every once in a while you find that person who's just like, uh, no. <laughs> Not yeah. sure about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And like I said, and now the whole the 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 whole audience knows how um branded Azure can be on a Friday. <laughs> Just kidding. So basically um, you know, I went ahead and I, I, I addressed um 
I, I address everybody as professionally as possible, you know, and, sure. and I'll, I'll, you know, while this is fun and this is great and we're having a good time, it is, there, there is a, 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 an amount of professionalism that you want to go ahead and you want to take this because this is a serious, um, a serious topic, you know, and this is very dear to them. So when I had talked and, and approached, um, when I had approached Star, you know, I, I gave her, you know, everybody kind of got, everybody kind of got the same spiel, right? And I had sent over the, um, I, I put together kind of like a, a, a teaser promo um, and said, you know, this is what I'm looking to do. And so I sent over uh-huh. this, this 30-second, 45-second uh, interview, you know, promo thing, like this is what I'm doing. Um, and then I gave them the link to the uh, crew impromptu documentary that I did and, you know, just kind of waited. And I knew that, you know, it wasn't, there was a possibility that they were going to say, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know you stranger danger, but everybody was so supportive, so supportive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were giving me names to different folks that I could go ahead and, and, and speak with and, it was I, I just didn't have a bad experience. Um, again, some of the people like Sheila and Christine, you know, are Sheila is mm-hmm. Becca and Kathy from Tuasa. That's that's their mom yeah. and then Christine is their yeah. older sister. So I've you know, I've known them as long as I've known the band and they were, you know, opening up their homes and everything. So did I know some of the people already in previous established, you know, relationships? Absolutely. But um, when I, you know, was was going and talking to the, the people that I didn't know, of course, it, there was a lot of trepidation. You know, I thought, oh, God, is, are they going to tell me, you know, to take a long walk off a short pier? Who knows? <laughs> but you just you have, right. you have to put yourself out there. You have to put yourself sure. out there. Um, so it's, it was, uh, you know, well, like I said, it's an open door. We'll, we'll see what happens from here. Yeah. Well, and, and let me ask you this. So you're, you're on this particular subject matter right now and you're mm-hmm. obviously open to doing more as, as the door continues to open. What other paths do you think you might be interested in doing a documentary on? Because it seems like, I mean, and I've seen some of your work, and and I have to say, it's it's really cool. So you know, obviously, Thank I want to. Thank um, you. You're welcome. No, I'm I'm very excited to see it come out like in its entirety. So I'm I, I think that's yeah. going to be really cool. Um, Thank you. And I love I love what you did in in Louisiana. I thought it was really very very cool, and I really really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one, too. But, I mean, there's going to come a point where, you know, what's going to be your next thing? So, like, I want to know, you know, do you have, like, a long-range plan of different documentaries that you want to do? I mean, I've never done a documentary, so I don't know how it works in the brain. I don't know how, you know, you do one and then you make a decision on your next one. Like, how does that work? Yeah, no, you and me both. I'm not gonna lie, we're in the same boat. I'm doing this by the same thing. This is this is the thing. If it's like my, you know, my my fiance is 
the the most amazing man on this on this planet. He he, he supports. He is an introvert, and I drag his ass from one end of this continent to the other, and he's supportive. And you know, he sat there. And he goes, he goes. He's like, babe, do you really want to be known as the occult documentarian? And I'm like, why the fuck not? I mean, that would be my, you know, my dream job. I love being out on the road. I love talking to people. You know, I'll talk to a damn brick wall, you know. Um, But it's it's one of those things where I'm going, you know, I I don't even have to come up with what I'm going to do next because I've got all my freaking friends, you know, like sending me ideas. And I'm like, y'all, I I've got a list right. as long as Santa as far as what kind of, you know, topics I want to cover. But, um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll get this one rolled out. Um, there's everything from, you know, cliche haunted hotspots. I've got a friend, I've got a, a couple in Jefferson, Texas um, that owns the historic Jefferson Hotel. And that's a haunted, you know, place. And so it's like, I know it's not necessarily, you know, a culty, but, you know, there's there's different things. And then, you know, I thought, like, bebopping around um, different uh, magic shops and covering, you know, the different magic shops and their story and how they have, you know, impact on community and how, you know, they play into all of this. And, I mean, it's it really is this, you know, open, wide open um book of just kind of like, you know, you you go ahead and um just take your take your finger and you wiggle it around and you put it on the page and you said, Okay, I'm gonna do this one you know. And I'm lucky. I'm so lucky that I have so many amazing accomplished people in my life that, you know, yeah. are willing to share their knowledge. So, um it's gonna be it's gonna be really difficult to pick which one I want to do next. Um, I have a couple of friends, uh, Dixie Herzog in Louisiana, um, and um, uh-huh. my friend uh, Lizzie. And I mean, it's like they're they're both phenomenal ladies. They are um, they they're entertainers. They are you know just, they're just fab- and I just think they're great. And I'm just was going, hey, can I just like pop in and film your life for a little bit? And they're like me, and I'm like, yeah, I think you're fabulous. And they're like, oh, you know, okay, just maybe, you know, some fun pieces um, here and there. But it's just, I mean, right. uh, it's, there's so much. There's so much. I know. So it's going to be I difficult. I know. See, in my position, I'm really lucky because publishers come to me and say, we want this person to, like, do your show, please. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> send yes. send yeah. me what they've written, and I'll I'll look at it, and if I like it, we will totally do it. Um, unfortunately, there are some that get turned down. It just It's, it's just the way it is. Um, so, like, everybody that I talk about who I have on my show that I, you know, that I adore and talk about in glowing terms, there's a reason I specifically select people to be on my show because I like them. <laughs> so right. It kind of makes life easy. Right. Um, and, you know, there's never, there's never a shortage of talented writers and musicians and folks, you know, and now documentarians who, you know, are happy to come on and, and tell me about what's up and what they're doing. So I'm really lucky because 
I don't really have to go far for that. See, in your case, though, it's a situation where you could be coming at somebody totally blind and, you know, being a, a somewhat new documentarian, you know, I, I feel like yeah. I can say that, and I certainly don't mean it disrespectfully. Oh, this is your second. No, absolutely. This is like your second document tip. Right. So this is your second one, correct? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is my my second okay. project. So yeah, it's it's definitely budding and blooming and in, in, in a good direction. But yeah, it's I'm I'm still right. going behind the ears. I'm definitely not afraid to admit that. So no, but you have to be fearless to do it because it means putting yourself out there. You know, um, absolutely. And I have total respect for that because that's you know you gotta have a level of guts to like go up to some of these people and say. Hi there. You don't know me from Adam. However, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk yeah. to you about your personal practice, and I want to put it on film. What do you think about yeah. that? And, I mean, that's a ballsy yeah. thing. I'm, I'm impressed. I think that's very ballsy. And, I'm, I, gee, knowing me, you would think Raina might appreciate somebody who's ballsy, and I do. So I'm, you know, I'm totally digging it. I think it's amazing. I can't wait to see what else you do. I can't wait to see this completed. Uh, tell folks when it's coming out and where they'll be able to see it when it does come out. So we are um, still kind of talking about, like I said, like a, a Maybon release. This is this is my <laughs> this is my. I haven't like gone ahead and talked with uh, Star and Mandy about this yet, but this is. My hope is that we go ahead and, again, can start on uh, Equinox, um, you know, the Sunday, uh, and then kind of go into all the way up through uh, Halloween. Um, so just kind of release uh-huh. one every Sunday and, and up until up mm-hmm. until Halloween. And um, we are most likely going to, um, you know, again, go through the publication. I'll probably have to do a write-up unless I can bat my eyes at Starbucks Monte and be like, hey, but you're like, no, write your own thing. <laughs> but we'll, you know, we'll have the, the, the articles and then the the YouTube link and we'll go from there. And I'll most likely, you know, yeah. have it on my channel and on the Wild Hunt on their channel and, um, you know, We'll we'll share it and we'll tag and social media and different things like that. But um, you know, everybody can can either find me on Facebook at Azure West Films, or um, uh-huh. on my uh, my YouTube is just Azure West. And if you'll see, you know, uh-huh. a little uh, blue haired, a little blue haired girl. There you go. That's me. <laughs> So it's uh it's been it's been great and it's been fun for sure just building those channels and and building that network and um it's like I said it's all happened so fast but it's been fabulous. And you've got an online shop, is that correct? You know what I it was like swapping one kid for another. This, this is terrible. So I had um, you know Ooh. elemental <laughs> emporium, and I had yeah I uh-huh. had that going, and I was you know everyone knows it's like I'm an equal opportunity crafter. No craft is safe, uh-huh. and I was doing soaps and the candles and the you know mixed media and, and the hats and the everything, and it was getting so overwhelming that I just kind of uh-huh. again kind of switched out all of the physical crafts for something that was, you know, 
oh my gosh, you know, it's it's all on the computer. And my fiance is very thankful for that because there's not craft shit coming in. (laughs) Oh my God, you're hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, oh wait, no more scrapbook paper. Fabulous. No more junk taking up the kitchen table. Fabulous. So yeah, that, that, it was great. And I had a wonderful support, but you know, I am, I am now just supporting, you know, my friends who have got uh, their, you know, their products online and stuff like that. And I did pick up some of Dorothy's stuff when I was at Raven and Chrome the other day. Yes. I have a, yeah. And I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to tell her the funny story about, uh, about my, my Salwin candle last year. I need to, to type that up and send it to her. We had a, a, a very, um, very interesting Salwin. <laughs> Thanks to one of her candles. So thank you, Dorothy. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Dorothy's products, I'm telling you, I've been using them for years, and I love them, and I love hearing stories about people using Dorothy's products because they're just really choice. But um, I also want to give a big shout-out to Wild Hunt. Uh, please check out wildhunt.org. <laughs> It is the pagan paper of record, um, and we need to give that all our support as well because real journalism is hard to find, especially for our folks. So I'm just going to say please support the Wild Hunt and go to the website, and it's not expensive to be uh, a member who receives their daily emails. I'm telling you it's worth it. Just do it. Do it. Do it, please. Do yeah. It. Okay. So, yeah. Azure, we are about to wrap. It, our hour is almost up. I cannot tell you how much fun this was. This was hilarious. I adore you. Absolutely. I want you to come back on for the next Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Thank and, you. Um, yeah. And if you're if you're around this weekend, I am doing bookings. I'm working on bookings tomorrow. Hit me up. Send me an email. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll get something set up my dear but this was so Absolutely. great and i'm so appreciative that Thank you, you. you like got out of the editing room five minutes for me <laughs> so it, i'm sure seems like five minutes oh my gosh i mean because that's a lot of work it's not it's not just work to do the interview you then have to put all of the information together I don't know how y'all do it. I don't know how documentarians do what they do. I don't know how writers do what they do. You're both, so I don't know shit. Um, but I'm a talker, not a writer, so I'm kind of lucky. Uh, so everybody to their specialty, I suppose. Um, but this Absolutely. was great. And I, I cannot thank, thank you. you enough for coming on. This has been a blast. We're going to be looking forward to seeing from mountain to swamp. It's going to be dynamite. Can't wait to learn more about that type of magic. It is something that I don't know a lot about, but definitely interested. Azure West, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Oh, I appreciate you. No, this was a blast. I had a great time. And we have to do it again soon because there's more to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. You have a wonderful night. Um, you do the same. Everybody, I thank you, my love. Everybody, I will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. East Coast time with the amazing Jason Mankey, and we're going to talk about the horned god of the witches. So I hope you're around for that. 
And if you're not, you can always catch the replay, Spotify, Amazon Music, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, everywhere podcasts play, I'm there. Have a wonderful one. See you all tomorrow. Have a great night.